Welcome to the Vandenack Weaver Trulson Legal Visionaries Podcast, brought to you by Interactive Legal. Here's your host, Mary Vandenack. Welcome to today's episode of Vandenack Weaver Trulson Legal Visionaries. It's a weekly podcast, and we're adding video today discussing updated legal news as well as evolving methods of providing legal service. I'm Mary Vandenack, founder and CEO at Vandenack Weaver Trulson. I will be your host as we talk to experts from around the country about legal and tax issues and law practice management, leadership issues, and well-being. First of all, I want to thank our sponsors, Interactive Legal, Carson Private Client, and Foster Group. Here's a message from Interactive Legal. There's always a resistance to change, particularly with attorneys. Attorneys like to look back at what's worked in the past, and that makes a lot of sense. But when you realize that with a good automated drafting system, you can do a better job for your clients, deliver documents on a more timely fashion, in a more consistent and in a more costly manner. If you're not a subscriber to Interactive Legal, I urge you to go to interactivelegal.com and click on Request a Demo. And you'll be contacted about having a demonstration of interactive legal for you, which can be done right over the Internet. Don't have to leave your office. No salesperson will call. We can arrange it at a time inconvenient for you. So please go to interactivelegal.com and click on Request a Demo. Wealth planning focuses on liquidity management and charges you a fee based on a percentage of your assets. But entrepreneurs typically invest in their business resulting in light liquidity. That requires a unique strategy. At Carson Private Client, we provide a proactive and holistic strategy for building and protecting your wealth. Our mission is to alleviate the stresses and the burdens of coordinating all of those financial strategies. Carson Private Client will work with your current team of advisors to customize a strategy that manages all aspects of your life and wealth giving you back the time to focus on what matters most. Complex needs require sophisticated solutions. Reach out to our office at 402-779-8989 to schedule your consultation. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. On today's episode, my guests are Rachel Trilson. Rachel is one of my partners in our trust and estate practice at Vandenack Weaver Trulson. Janice Fitchhorn. Janice is an occupational therapist who connected with Rachel to help build a life care planning practice as part of the Rachel's law practice. And Sue Leppard, who's director in our family office at Vandenack Weaver Trulson. I asked Rachel, Janice, and Sue to join me today to share on the concept of integrated life care planning, estate, and family planning. We've really brought those together and want to share a little bit about that. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having us. So Rachel, can you start by sharing what we mean when we refer to VWT's efforts to integrate estate planning, life care planning, and family office planning? Yes, yes. Um, You and I have been doing estate planning for a long time. Um, And over those years, working with um, generations of clients, um, I I just feel like we have um, tried to provide full services to our clients. And um, 
what we ended up doing about um, almost five years ago is adding life care planning services just so we could reach out to clients and help them with a broader range of, of services. And I'm just going to pause you for a minute because I, I just want to mention that when you point out that we've been both doing this for a long time, it's like 30 years, and we both have practices where we have clients that we've been have been part of our lives for 30 years, so we're watching them age, right. become seniors, having life changes, going through experience with their children. We're both pretty passionate about that. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And so providing good legal services um, is the, the thing that we have started done for years, but adding the life care planning services was helping to address a need that um, that I was seeing over a period of time. And I think we share that passion for our clients. Um, the life care planning services came on board um, in my practice almost five years ago, and that is a continuum of services for people who either have um, temporary um, disability or permanent disability, um, whether they even um, are living in their homes and they need to have services plugged in. So the life care planning services is really intended to meet those needs with clients who need help from that health care standpoint. Um, it also involves some financial aspects of it too, whether it's Medicare review, um, financial um, planning, which is where the family office comes in as far as reviewing life insurance products. Um, our life care planning services can help review um, the long-term care insurance aspects um, of, of the coverage that a client may have. Um, and so you and I started talking a few years before we decided to bring our practices mm -hmm. together, and I think you actually called me a, about a technology I issue. I did, I did. And that started our conversations, but I kind of want to point out that we'd actually worked together in my father's practice, and I remember how many years ago. I don't even really want to count that okay. far back. And so it was really a, a kind of a reconnection. Right. And we started by talking about technology and then talking about what we were doing practice-wise. And I developed the family office concept and financial services in a little bit different way and not investment advisor type services. But a lot of times we'll have somebody who might need life care planning services. And also you know, my own mom, for instance, recently said, hey, you know, I'm kind of ready to turn over my finances. And I personally don't have time to necessarily do that. So we have a family office that can step in and do that. So that's really what we brought that together. And we talk about the integrated services. We still provide the estate planning services. Right. We also provide the life care planning services. And we do the family office services. Can you speak a little bit to the client that might want all of those services? What client type? Because obviously... Right some clients are still going to just see us for the legal services and estate plan and could care less about our family office and our life care planning services. Right. There's going to be some people that are going to come to us for life care planning and some will come to us for some of our family office services and not use the other. But I want to speak a little bit about what's the client that's going to come to us and use all three of those services. Right, right. Well, and I think a good example, and this was, it, it will be an example that happens quite frequently. You may have a single person living at home and um, aging and getting to the point where they're not able to maybe manage their day-to-day um, -day needs as well as they have in the past. Um, they may have children, but the children may not be living locally. They may be living in different states and they're not as able to help mom or dad at home. And I think that's a good point that I want to just elaborate on because I've talked to clients who say, oh, I don't need anything like that because 
uh, I have four kids. Sure. But out of the four kids, I had one family where two of them didn't live locally, but even the two that lived locally, one had a super demanding job Mm -hmm. and a husband at home with health issues, and the other one had his own health issues. So a lot of times it's the children who are actually in a position where they're looking for some help with mom and dad. They might be actively involved, but be right. looking for help. Is that? That's true. And that's who usually calls our office. It's a child because mom and dad think, oh, we have our kids and our kids will be t- handling these things for us. But it's the child that calls because they're the ones that need help with mom or dad in meeting those needs because they do have demanding jobs or they have kids that they're trying to manage or they don't live locally. So any of those things um, could prevent them from taking care of mom or dad the way that they would prefer to have them cared for. Um, so this that type of a client is really ideal because we can manage um, those health care needs by plugging in the life care planning services. We also want to review their estate planning documents to make sure that those are updated and current, especially the power of attorney documents, the, fi- the financial and health care power of attorney documents. Which we refer to as incapacity planning, right? I right. think a lot of times when people think about their estate plan, They forget that the most important element, hey, if I'm dead, I'm dead. I I might not really care. Mm -hmm. I mean, most of the people see us because they do care about what happens after they're dead. But I always remind them, well, wait a minute. You're going to great lengths to take care about what happens after you're dead. What about if you become incapacitated while living? And that's the power of attorneys that you're speaking to and making good choices. And that planning is super important and integrates very much with the life care planning and family office work. Right, absolutely. And so we want to make sure those are updated too, because oftentimes people, even if they have their power of attorney documents, they may be 10, 20 years old. So those need to be updated fairly frequently. Um, so we'd want to make sure their power of attorney documents are updated, make sure they contain the powers that are necessary for their agent to manage their affairs in the way that they need to manage them. Um, and then as far as the family office um, aspect of that, if if the client needs help with um, writing checks, for example, for routine bookkeeping, um, even just for communicating with investment advisors and making sure their asset um, is, their assets are titled properly, they have the proper beneficiary designations on them. All of those types of things we can help um, through the through the family office services. And some of that part of the family office function by having that serve can help prevent, unfortunately, what we see a lot of, which is elder abuse and fraud. Mm -hmm. Let's say there's one beneficiary, whether it's a child or not, who doesn't like the way that mom did things. And so kind of restructures the annuity or something like that. By going, working with a family office, with your power of attorney, you have a bit of a cross check on that as well. And I think that's something we've sadly seen a fair amount of that we both feel pretty passionate about preventing. I did want to just speak briefly about another type of client. So I think it's really important that we talked about mom or dad with kids. And a lot of times they will say, oh, I don't need any assistance from you because I do have kids. And we've clarified that that's often who hires us. But another client we see fairly often is the unmarried older individual who doesn't have any kids and maybe not even nieces or nephews or any of them anywhere near with any relationships. Is that another client type that fits the use of the integrated model? Oh, absolutely. Because if they don't have anyone in their family that they can turn to to do that, then our firm can help them 
with with those things, with paying the bills and um, making sure ben- the again beneficiaries are updated, um, and even that they have a will in place um, and give some thought to who those beneficiaries might be, because oftentimes they're that class of people are forgotten, so they need people um, like like our firm can offer those services to step in and help them with those managing those financial aspects. So I'm going to turn to Sue just briefly and ask her to speak to what family offices services are generally. I think a lot of times people think of a family office and certainly for the billionaire client, they might have a private family office where they employ all of their own employees and there's multifamily offices and virtual family offices. The virtual family office is actually what we're often a part of, but it's not about being a billionaire with a private family office, we kind of said we have clients from a whole range and walks of life with different needs, and a lot of times they're not getting met. So can you describe, Sue, generally what the family office services entail? Well, Mary, where we come into the picture is um, where uh, the support professionals that get with the lawyers and provide financial information on the estate planning and tax preparation. One of the ones that we see really commonly is there might be a whole lot of life insurance involved in a particular estate plan or estate. And one of the things that I've seen you do very effectively, for example, is to evaluate all the insurance policies in terms of what's the ownership, who's the primary beneficiary, is there a contingent beneficiary, and then looking at policy reviews and saying, you know, might, we might request an enforced review. Does this policy still make sense? That's a big thing. Now, if you have a really great life insurance agent, hopefully they're doing that. And even with some of the clients we have where we see great agents or investment advisors, it seems like sometimes that somebody needs to step in and be paying attention to the insurance and making sure they're followed. Does that apply to other types of insurance as well? Um, yes, it does. It's always important to know, you know, who your beneficiary is on the different, like, say you had an islet and insurance trust set up, you want to make sure that the owner and the beneficiaries are, you know, the correct naming convention to fit that trust. So that Rachel and I don't do an estate plan, create a bunch of legal documents and then all of the assets don't match up. So in general, another thing that the family office does that maybe you could describe is what we call asset tracking. And most of the time you can go to your investment advisor and they'll typically give you this great big book. And it has a lot of information, but it is designed really to help you figure out what you should do from an investment strategy perspective rather than from an estate planning perspective. So a lot of times what we do is what we call asset tracking. Can you describe that a little bit? Um, Yes, we will reach out to the different uh, places, say your bank or your insurance company to get a direct response from them on what they show in their system so that we can then put it into a schedule of assets for the client with the most up-to-date information for them that is easily understood. And designed really in a way that coordinates with the estate planning and ultimately the estate 
and helps us highlight. I think you also will gather tax returns and review yes. things that are reported on the returns to make sure the assets are complete and keep track of the basis of assets, different incidents of ownership of the life insurance, mm -hmm. as you mentioned, so that they have what we call, and we had one client refer to it as a dossier. And when she first requested a dossier, I'm like, what do you mean? But she was really, it was what we would call a schedule of assets. And I think one of the things that our family office does really well is a client might have interest in multiple trusts, or maybe it's one trust, doesn't really matter, mm -hmm. but you might have an LLC and you might have a trust and we'll do, there'll be a tab showing what's held in each, whether it's included in the estate and organized from an estate plan flow perspective, which makes it easier. Frankly, I've had 50 something professionals sitting in my office trying to handle their mom or dad's estate in tears because it's just, you know, first they've lost their parent, second they have a busy career, and third, they're really bright and don't want to acknowledge that they really don't know how to fill out an annuity claim form or how the annuity works. And so that's part of why we started building in the family office services to help support that type of client and say, wow, people really hate dealing with the stuff that we take for granted. And so that's where in terms of helping kind of from A to Z, and really we do that in a way that we can help with A, we can help with G, and we can help with Z, or we can help with everything from A to Z. So we actually mm -hmm. package those and you can get any one of the services or part thereof individually. We are going to take a brief break from our episode for a word from one of our sponsors. Financial advice is useless without empathy. At Foster Group, we want to hear your story, your goals, your worries about the future. Only then can we help you feel confident about all aspects of your financial life. Come experience how it feels to be truly cared for at Foster Group. Connect with us at fostergrp.com. Foster Group's written disclosure brochure, as set forth in Part 2A of Form ADV, discusses advisory services and fees, is available at www.fostergrp.com. Okay, let's continue our episode. I'm going to turn to Janice to talk to you a little bit about what you do. Can you describe an average day in the care planning world? Um, yeah, I um, spend a lot of my time visiting our clients in their homes or their care facilities, um, help coordinate and analyze their current needs, plug those those needs in um, with whatever medical providers they need, um, schedule medical appointments, um, advocate for their care, and make sure they're getting quality of care. And so what do you do in terms of coordinating with family members because often there's like let's say I did a lot of care for my aunt and uncle mm -hmm. in the sense but it was through others but it was really important to me to receive regular updates right so right how does that work in terms of well I feel like I'm the kind of the central contact point for everybody on that that client's team when it comes to their care so I make sure that um, I'm communicating to the family about anything as far as their in-home care um, their medical appointments um, their transition to another level of care. It may be over the phone, it may be in person, it may be via Zoom, um, but I make sure that they get the details of everything related to their client, their loved one's care. So Rachel spoke about the importance of the healthcare power of attorney as part of incapacity planning. If you're dealing with a family with four children and one, one of those children only named as a healthcare power of attorney, 
Is your primary communication with that person, all of the family members, or how does that work? Um, typically, my primary conversation is with that healthcare power of attorney. Um, in the beginning of starting a life care plan with a client, I always talk to them about their communication preferences, though. If they want me to speak with all four children, they let us know who they want us to talk to and who they don't want us to talk to and how they want us to talk to them. I do a lot of either conference calls if the kids aren't local. Um, with all the kids on the phone so we can all be on the same page if it's an important decision um, or a lot of emailing to make sure they all have it in writing and in front of them and they all see the same information at the same time. And one of the things I would say I've observed is that having somebody step in and communicate with the family members as opposed to them always dashing off emails to each other or feeling like one person, if that communication is flowing to all, mm -hmm. there seems to be less like, oh, you did this, you right. did that. Right, and it's a tough time anyway a lot of times that family members are going through. So part of having that support and communication facilitated by you kind of can calm the waters a little bit. Yeah, Is that a definitely, fair? Definitely. You know, um, I have some families that feel like if they're not all, all on the same page, I can help them understand the, the pros and cons of different choices and help get them on the same page. Or, um, rec you know, if I make recommendations as to which route to go, they feel like then they didn't have to make that recommendation to their sibling that didn't feel like it was the right thing to do. So it kind of, it helps put um, that information on a person that's not emotionally involved. Right, it really provides some support. And just like in the financial mm -hmm. world, if we have a financial power of attorney, and let's say they just name one power of attorney. I personally prefer that they name co-powers and have a cross-check. Mm -hmm. But if some of that work is delegated to a family office, sometimes it makes other family members more comfortable that somebody else is looking at it involved and they're going to hear if there's a problem. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about one of the big things as we have an aging population is senior housing. And there's a lot of options out there. As I understand it, that's something you help facilitate making choices? Yes, definitely. We assess to make sure um, the client is at the appropriate level of care. And if they need assistance with a transition, we're definitely there to help them with that. We have a, a database that, that tracks um, the current information on uh, senior apartments, independent housing, assisted living, nursing homes, memory care. And we can help them find the right level of care that meets their needs. And as I understand it, there's just an apartment where somebody's just living and it happens to be a senior community with no real services. Right. And then you go into the independent living where there's certain different service options depending on the facility. Mm -hmm. And so your database kind of summarizes that. And so somebody can identify what's really important to them and then you can help match them, so to speak. It's almost yep. like if you go on you know, the physician matching programs and say, hey, I want to you know, particular gender or whatever the case might be. And I want them to be in Omaha or actually maybe I want them in Florida so I can travel to Florida and be warm when I'm seeing my physician <laughs> or whatever the case might be. But you do something similar with the housing. So you have a detailed database. As I understand it, you can also assist if somebody has more of a short term need. Right. And maybe it's not even somebody who's that much older. It's somebody who might be going through a knee surgery or oh. something like that that doesn't have, needs a place to go afterwards or needs care at home. And I think you can facilitate that. That's correct. Sometimes people aren't ready to just go home and, and be independent after um, a surgery, like you've mentioned, a total knee replacement. So we can help them find a short-term rehab um, that fits their needs or help them find the support they need at home because they can't be home alone and get everything done on their own. So is there anything else that I haven't really touched on in the life care planning services that you want to add? 
Um, just that we do support them in every aspect, not just, you know, everything healthcare wise, you know, we look at their insurance and, and how it covers their bills. We help them understand their long-term care insurance as well as I their health insurance. I think you do look at the Medicare too, right? Did we Thank mention you. that? Cause I think Medicare is so hard for people to look at and figure mm-hmm. out what they do. And you have an expertise and can help navigate through that as well, correct? That's correct. I do Medicare consulting to help them just understand um, what Medicare is and what it covers and if they have the right plan for them um, and how to utilize that. I have clients that bring me bills too that are like, hey, why do I owe $300 here? I have insurance for that and and Mm -hmm. make sure that, you know, the provider has billed the right insurance for them. So, Sue, is there anything you want to add on the family office component that we haven't covered? Um, I would say one area um, we haven't really talked about is how we get involved ahead of time, a lot of time on this. Um, We're not waiting until somebody's at a crisis. And a lot of times the families are reaching out to us so that they can get a partnership going with us and their advisors and the rest of the family to coordinate their estates and their wealth planning for the future. I think that's a great point. So that's one of the things we we try and proactively encourage. I know I try and encourage bringing all the advisor minds together Mm -hmm. is one of the things over the years I talked to a client and they'd say, hey, well, my accountant said that you're an idiot because maybe not that dramatic, but (laughs) something like that. And then they'll talk to the insurance person, and the insurance person says, why does she want the beneficiary that way? That's crazy. And then they'll talk you know, to each of the investment advisor who will have a different comment. Right. So I thought, well, you know, that's sort of the old game of telephone when we had the telephone game once upon a time. Or you're just the, the communicating through others. You think even 50% of well-written emails are misread. So trying to bring all the advisors into one room together to kind of proactively plan and before there's crisis, I think is huge. Well, Rachel, I'm just going to turn back to you to possibly summarize for us the concept of integrated care and planning, estate planning, and just add any other thoughts you might have to finish today. Yeah, and I think Sue made a very good point because we often see uh, get the phone calls when people are in crisis mode. Um, So we would prefer that they call when there's um, a diagnosis or or something happens where we can get our team together because that's what life care planning is. It's an interdisciplinary team of people that work together for the benefit of the client. Um, So we wanna get in there and make sure their estate planning is updated, um, making sure that their their healthcare needs are are, uh, addressed and that's gonna change over time. So whatever their current situation is, is gonna change over time. So we wanna be involved so we can meet those needs as they change. And I just wanna footnote there that we're not providing healthcare services, but sometimes it's common like trying to figure out which senior facility I'm helping my own mom through that right now. That's a really tough thing. Figuring out where to go in the healthcare world is what often confuses people. Like just finding, again, the senior facility is, where do I go? Which option? And I remember taking my uncle was going to move out to Utah, trying to help my cousin there figure out the facilities where he lives is just tough. So we're trying to connect the dots between what we do legally and then when they need the healthcare system. And sometimes when they're in there, they need less from us, depending on exactly what they're doing. Sometimes they still do. But right. is that a fair... That's true. And then that's why Janice checks in with them on a regular basis, even if we aren't actively 
involved in a care need if we're going to check on a, on a regular basis. And it's very similar to what you just described as the collaborative planning for estate planning with the advisors or your investment advisors and your insurance agents, um, making sure that everybody's on the same page. And that's what we do within the life care planning is making sure their estate planning needs, their life care planning, healthcare needs, and their financial planning is all working together to meet the needs of the client. Well, thanks so much to all of you for being here today. I appreciate it very much. As we reach the end of today's episode, I want to thank our sponsors, Interactive Legal, Carson Private Client, and Foster Group. That's all for now. Thanks for being with us today, and stay tuned for our episodes. Vandenack Weaver Trulson Legal Visionaries is made available by the firm and its attorneys for educational purposes and to provide general information, not to provide specific legal advice. Use of the Vandenack Weaver Trulson Legal Visionaries podcast does not create an attorney client relationship between you and the firm or any of its attorneys. The Vandenack Weaver Trulson Legal Visionaries podcast should not be used as a substitute for competent legal advice, and you should contact an attorney in your state about any legal needs or questions you may have. A Huda Media Production.